This podcast is brought to you by our Patreon supporters. Go to patreon.com slash Media today to help us continue creating new content for the Dark Age of Camelot community. That's patreon.com slash Media. Here's this week's State of the Game. So coming from the Labyrinth area, can you summarize the most important changes to gameplay? Oh my god, um, it's the list is three miles long. But essentially, uh, quality of life has improved significantly since Labby. Um... The um, experience per kill ratio has gone way up. RPs are way up since the Labby era. Um, there's a whole, what, I think maybe four or five new series, at least four series of quests that you could either do because the equipments and a lot of the stuff, the drops are mostly required in temps these days, or you could just RVR and buy them with bounty points, craft them with bounty points. Um, but there's a series of quest lines that are really important that definitely help you get items and get tons of plat and get you started again. Uh, and I would I would say there's you know, there's been some class changes that have affected all three realms. Probably the most maybe not the most important, but one of the most important ones is that there's access to uh, speed six uh, in more group makeups and setups than there ever was before. So. The, being able to get around in New Frontiers, also the, just the way in which porting has occurred, um, the, or the way you can port now, is significantly easier than it used to be. Um, Ellen Vannon replaced Agramon, right? And Ellen Vannon is a completely new island. Um, it's a, it's approximately the same footprint of Agramon, but there's a lot more flat terrain. Uh, there's a lot better line of sight access. Um, and there's all sorts of little nooks and crannies that you can get yourself into, which you could, in fairness, you could on Agramon, but they, I don't think they were as diverse as they are in Ellen Bannon. And when Broadsword built EV, I think they did an awesome job thinking about what different play styles would end up on EV. The issue is that what, what turned out, what happened is ultimately a little different than what they had intended. Not Broadsword's fault, but there's, uh, there's so many cool little areas on EV. I do miss Agramon, though, a lot. I miss the terrain of Agramon. Eevee's pretty cool. So, um, yeah, things are th- there's quality of life improvements everywhere. Everywhere you look. Draughts of Supremacy, I think, are post-Labby. In fact, I'm 99% sure they're post-Labby era. <laughs> so you can get back into the fight. Instead of using a heroism uh, pot, you can use a Supremacy pot, and you can get mostly, at this point, mostly cap buffs. Yeah, lo- lots have changed. Lots of stuff has changed. Overall, the game is... I think better than it was in the Labby era, except for maybe the action. But a slash level of 20 is gone. That's a great point, too. Uh, Endless Conquest is here, which means there are people that are playing on free to play accounts. Um, I'd say the game is um, is more fun now than it was in Labby, but uh, in the Labby era. But there's obviously a diminishing population, and so things that's affected some stuff. Can you hook me up with some battlefield pots? You bet, man. Of course. You know me. Can't enter catacombs. Yeah, that's... So, I don't know the full story about catacombs. I don't know the full story. Uh, My guess? It's purely speculation here. But my guess is that they reused the zone for... um, They reused the zone for... Yeah, the cursed. So, it's... um, I mean, they technically could add zones and take zones away in the game... It's nothing really but a bunch of textures and a 
probably I think it's a SQL database on the back end of things. In fact, I'm pretty sure it's SQL. Um, so they can, but I, I think they repurposed it. I think they, you know, it was probably the easier way to build out that entire quest line was to just repurpose catacombs. But I do miss catacombs a lot, and I hope that they'll find a way to re-implement it at some point down the road. Um, Zoo wants me to talk about cool new realm timers. 15 minutes is not a realm timer. Get over it. <laughs> Especially those with multiple accounts. There's there's re- realm timer is a is misnomer the right word? Do I have to Google that? I'm sorry. If you got multiple accounts, there's no realm timers at all. It's only if you're a single account and it's 15 minutes. So sorry. Just you can deal. It's OK. Um, I I don't think we talked about realm timers, I think, last week or the week before. I don't think realm timers work anymore. I just don't think they work. Back when I think they they end up hurting more than they help. I think if there was a population, I think it should be 12 hours. But um, the folks that have realm pride that are not leaving their home realm are not being affected by realm timers. And they do work against drafts. Yeah, I mean, look, Zoo, I could give you a 30 a 30 bullet point list of things that would be better for drafts on Yuan than what's happening right now. Not least of which would be not getting rolled by a Zerg. Um, but there's, I think, things, in fairness, um, and I've, I, you know, people accuse me of being um, beholden to broadsword or, uh, what's the term, brown-nosing, if you will. I don't do that. Like, I, I'm, I think I'm a pretty, like, fair person and a fair point of view when it comes to what broadsword does and hasn't done i think they've done a great job but i think that there's more that they can do for drafts i think that there's more that they can do to support that community that competitive community than they are right now my hope is that they're going to start working on that or that they are working on that but there are examples out there that we will not name on this channel there are examples out there that provide amazing lessons and amazing um uh implementations for specifically for 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 the kind of competitive fighting that 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 zoo is doing um that um that you know that perox is doing that you that all of the competitive fiery right woke although woke is trying to get rank 12 on his cleric so woke doesn't really count in this matter but there's a lot of there's a there's better places for that right now i'm not going to recommend them because i still think live is the place to be but i think broadsword there actually is an opportunity for broadsword to do it and to do it to do it better than the other places, but I'm uh, I'm not an enormous fan of. Um, I think as time goes on, I've been I've been less. Um, I've become more sensitive to different play styles affecting other people's play styles. I think as time has gone on, six months ago I felt differently about this than I do now. I think it's it's just because of like you know streaming all of these nights and talking to so many people and being in the community in a way that I was not before. I think I have a different perspective on things now than I did six months ago. I mean, I I played all the play styles up until that point, but I, I think like soloers should res- like, well, people should, eight man should respect soloers, right? Small mans um, should have their place. Uh, I think Zergs should avoid trying to roll groups. Um, unless they come at them face first, you know, like I don't think Zergs should be chasing eight mans or chasing small mans or chasing solos. Could you drafts on Pendragon if it's about trying to um, trying people out for skill set in official game? 
Pendragon is a great place, but it doesn't, there's no incentive for people like Zoo to go to Pend. Like Pend is, a, and there's Hector too, right? So there's two test servers and there's no guarantee that either one of them are ever going to be up at any given time. They usually are. But there are there are places that Zoo and those folks can go that are better than getting rolled, at least, on Uane. And I don't blame people like Zoo for taking what they want. This is so against like the way in which that I, I felt and the things that I've said on this channel from day one. But I actually don't blame Zoo and don't blame those competitive players from going elsewhere in this situation. I really don't. I'm not going to advertise those other places. I'm not going to talk about them at length. But I, I, I can't I can't reconcile that. I can't like it just doesn't feel right. Um, Devil Dot says, I think there should be no such thing as respecting not attacking enemies. The whole point is RVR and RVR means killing the enemy. Hands down, you are welcome to think if it's red, it's dead. I will not judge you any differently for that. Yeah, exactly what you said, Devil Dot. You pay your 15 bucks, you play the way you want. But it, it's a it's um it's another kind of step that pushes me in in wanting to see Broadsword do something a little differently or just wanting to see the community maybe do something. Maybe, you know, we tried. We had a conversation with BTC about trying to and BTC and and um, uh, Jedi and Legan. We, we tried talking about spaces in which people could do their own thing. Doesn't mean everybody's going to respect it, but the idea of a Zerg intentionally stream sniping and chasing down draft fights makes me sick. And you can't say that deviled up. Sorry, that's not an appropriate term. I had to I pulled that off. You can state it another way if you'd like. Um, how do you know when attacking a stealth or if it's going to be a true 1v1? You don't. And stealthers are. I hate to say this, but there's the majority of stealthers have given not saying stealthers are bad. I'm not saying people who play sins or archers are bad, but there's a there's a handful, um, maybe the majority now of people that play sins that give like this these stealth zergs that give the solo sins um, either a bad rap or end up getting them killed. I, I I don't know how else to say that. You don't know, and that's why, generally speaking, like, I don't hesitate to kill unless I know who they are, unless I know they're, like, if it's Lou, right? Or if it's, um, if it's Bammers. If I know that they're going to be solo, I will, I, I avoid them, but there's so many stealth groups out there right now that will absolutely hit anything that they can get their hands on, because soloing, I mean, you... You need to make RPs. You need to get LE. Well, if you're running in a stealth cirque, you probably don't care so much about getting a title. But RPs are so hard to come by now, you know, I, still. So if you can't flag your character for 1v1 and not be killed, mass killed by others, then it's not meant for the game. I'm not... See, you're thinking that moving forward, everything is going to be on EV that, or in New Frontiers, right? That... Um, that there's no other place for these folks to go. In reality, right now, there are other places for these folks to go. Um, Zoo could go into Labby. They could go into an obscure part of New Frontiers and fight. But the issue is that um, if they want to stream and do it, they're going to get stream sniped, and it doesn't really matter where they go. So I, again, respect 
I respect the idea of if it's red, it's sad. It's just not for me. And I think, um, you know, I don't think it does a disservice to the community, but I, I, you're, you're not like everybody else devil dot, right? You're not like the people that are causing the problem when you see something and you want to kill it. Like that's one thing I'm, I'm really talking specifically about like Zergs of 60 plus rolling draft fights because they think it's funny. The EV map needs a revamp. So Captain Fuzzy, talk to me a little bit about what you think EV needs in terms of revamp. What do you, what do you, and anybody in chat that wants to contribute to this, I'm curious to know, like, what do you think um, EV uh, does not have that it should? Prounder says, since there's only one PVP zone, it becomes about whether or not the play styles want to coexist during a given time. Sure. I mean, there are, there is, in fairness, there is more than one PVP zone, um, but nobody uses them. We only think of it being one because it's New Frontiers, but there are places to go. The issue, too, is that um, when you create the, like, you know, playing devil's advocate here, pun intended, when you create an arena, you're taking, you're taking players and RPs out of whatever zone that everybody else is in. And that's a downside. It's a, it's a big downside to pull people out. Do I think it's the right thing to do? I think creating an environment for people to competitively play would, would help more than it would hurt. I think it would pull people off of free shards and bring them back to you, So, you know, there's like a little bit of hurt and then there's like a lot of reward involved. There's no way, there's really no way to ever make a fair 1v1 and 8v8 because you never really know what's going to happen. All you can do is cross your fingers and hope that people respect the fight, but they're, they don't. <laughs> Most people don't. I wish Woke was here. Um, I think he was here earlier. I would invite him in to, Woke, are you here? I don't, I don't see you now. Unfortunately, I don't see you in the uh, the channel. Oh yeah, you're here. Woke, if you're here and you want to jump into Discord and talk a little bit about this, I think this would actually be a great moment um, for you to talk a little bit about um, respecting fights. Like if, if you, I'll give you the floor if you want to talk for a few minutes about that. But woke has got a level of respect in the community that um, there's a, a, a just only maybe a few a few other folks have, especially amongst um, eight mans that are competitive or maybe more casual. People see woke and they understand what woke is about because I think you know he his actions speak louder than his words because we can't say anything because he's an alb. Do you think respecting a fight means you wait for the 8v8 to play out and then mop up the winner? I think waiting for the 8v8 to play out and mop up the winner is better than rolling the entire fight. I, I, that's all I can say. I think you sit down at a, at a, for me at like a bare minimum, you sit down, well, you do your own thing. But for me, you sit down, you watch the fight. And then if you guys, you know, if people feel like they want to go ahead and then if it's red, it's dead, it's fine. But there's also like, there's a lot, there's, there, it's fun to watch two people fight. There's a lot to learn about that. There's a lot to learn in that moment. I mean, I, you know, you, you can, if, especially if it's a class that you play, right, you can kind of get an idea of how they're playing. You can get an idea of the way in which the push-pull happens in an 8v8 fight or in a small man fight. There's a lot to learn by watching. Maybe not my stream and the Zerg stuff. You're not going to learn a whole lot watching. Maybe if you watch the recap videos, um, you'll learn a little bit about, um, you know, Zerg tactics. But, <laughs> I mean, in all honesty, 
you you're going to learn a lot more watching an 8v8 fight from the sidelines uh, than you are um, watching a Zerg fight. I've got a 12 minute video of an 8v8 we were in, followed by another five man that avoided us until the fight was over. Watch Patar's stream if you want to know how to run an eight man. There are some really great streams out there, but I would highly encourage you to only watch the ones that are on UN that are on live. That's all I could say about that. But Batar does have Batar that and I think every week we've talked about these different types of players in the game, which is true about any game that exists out there. Any game, whether it's a first person shooter or another MMO or Dark Age of Camelot, any multiplayer game, there are different tiers of players. And IRC is made up of the people that are ultra competitive, that are like esports level, like Dark Age. Maybe they're good at other games, too, and they're in that way. But like esports level for DAOC, um, they the cohesive, the way in which they communicate, how they know what's going to happen, what everybody's going to do in the group. They don't even have to talk. I mean, you could honestly you could put IRC or a group like that uh, in a group without voice comms. And they would probably outperform, you know, a a more competitive like part of the casual scene um an eight man with voice comms they're that good they also have a lot more time to play together than most of us do so for what it's worth um but tunza says ev needs more shrubberies i'm really curious to know if you like this is a great like let's talk about it like what do you think I mean, disclaimer, like I don't work at Broadsword. I'm not John with a beard. I don't know if John has a beard. I'm not like I'm not I don't I'm not a decision maker in any of this. Right. I'm just a Twitch streamer and uh, a hardcore DAOC fan. But I'd love to know what you think and I'd love to talk about it. If you've got suggestions. I mean, we had a great conversation three weeks ago about Hero and things that broadsword might be able to do to try and and change like so there was somebody here that brought up uh, i don't know who it was but there was somebody in chat that brought it up and we had a great conversation about it uh, and there were all a lot of really valid points and i don't know if broadsword's going to do anything with those if you know but it doesn't hurt to talk about it right ollie says i'd like to see more shrubbery or more trees like pine trees things you can kind of hide in yeah, like uh, like objects that you can break line of sight with. Sure. Yeah, the hips came to AJ. They're mad. Oh, I guess I missed a. I guess I missed a fight in the game. And for those who are just joining, I logged early because uh, I just wasn't having it. <laughs> the the issue with Mondays, there's only three realms, so there's thirty three percent on a, you know of like uh, there's thirty three percent of the game. If everything's equal across all, th- you know, on any of the three realms, if Alb's not there, right, all of a sudden you've got a massive shift in population. And, you know, for me, it just wasn't working. I just didn't feel it tonight. My hope was that the mids would uh, um, do what they've done in weeks past, which was not maybe they did run a BG. I'll talk about that in a minute. But the idea of not running a BG, running eight mans and spreading out the action and giving people an opportunity to play as an eight man and to get better as a team, because ultimately that helps the Zerg. If you eight man more often, you're going to get better Zerging, which is crazy, but that's true. 
I mean, it's maybe not crazy. It might sound crazy to some people. But if you eight man more often, you will become better at zerging. And in fact, I think some of the best BG leaders are folks that have extensive experience small manning and eight manning. That's it says a lot about like the calls that you make and the tactics that you use. There's a huge benefit to having that experience. You're at a huge disadvantage if you don't have a significant amount of competitive experience while leading a zerg because you're just scaling it up. Prander says, I think tonight's stream was a great example of people deciding how to coexist or not uh, during a given playtime. When people get repeatedly rolled, they log. Doesn't matter so much uh, what, about what realm it is. People play to have fun, not repeatedly steamrolled. It's nice to not see him mopping the floor for a change, though. Yeah, it is nice to see the, the balance changing. I would love, I think the more that this, there's like this, this like e this equilibrium that is formed between all three realms, even if there's, so there, I talked about the ebb and the flow of population over the course of time, right? And as those waves become shorter and more frequent, it's better for everybody. Instead of having eight years where Hib only gets two groups during U.S. prime time, um, you know, it's better for it to be month on month off. It's better for the game or week on week off or night on night off. So I'm I'm a fan of seeing mids have more numbers. I just... I think going into tonight, we had talked about there being last week and I, I, Legan and I had had conversations about this, about Monday nights being just about eight mans. Doesn't mean that people can't run Zergs, but that Legan wouldn't run one. And I think Hibs had a great solution to that, which was that they would form a BG. And if they realized that there wasn't going to be a BG, they would split up and do their own thing. I think that's fine. Stupid end user says, hey, if IRC or another eight man want to eight V8, that's fine. However, they do themselves no favors and get a lot of hate letting ads die. If they're in a normal high traffic area and just pull off to respect another group, go somewhere else. Don't let the alb who could have been adding. Yeah, so that's true, but that's a byproduct. That's just a byproduct. That's an unfortunate side effect to respecting the fight. Also, if you're adding, I don't know. Are you talking about adding on an eight V8 fight? Or are you talking about them coming across a fight where you're dying and you need help and they won't help you? Because that's another thing entirely. Uh, Rothlin says, logging now, but thanks for the insight in the stream. Uh, largely came back after watching your stream. Hey, I'm so happy to hear that you came back after watching the stream. Thank you. And I hope you stick around and I hope you play because this is honestly like this is the best PvP out there. Um, and it's a great game and there's a lot of awesome stuff going on. So I'm I, and I appreciate you watching, too. Ollie says, but if you add and you're not in their group, so they're supposed to now just target you if they see you need heal. That's generally not how groups work. Just saying. Yeah, uh, Ollie's right. We need uh, Prander says we need Albios primetime to pump up like mid has lately and then get back to the tri realm war game that is designed to be. Albs need a new BG leader. That's what it comes down to. They or they need somebody to call the fights. Rescue can organize the BG. They need somebody who's tactical in there. Um, they need to start winning fights. They need to start getting out there. They need to start taking their numbers very early on, and they need to go. All three realms experience this, where they um, they don't get formed up quickly enough, and they don't move quickly enough, and then there's attrition immediately. That's because they didn't get moving quickly enough, and Albs need that shift. I think Rescue's one of the nicest guys I've ever spoken to in my whole life. Rescue has done a huge service for Alb, and I greatly respect him. There needs to be somebody else that gets in there that starts taking over and running the day-to-day. The, the -day. He can still organize the BG, but somebody else has got to be calling the fights. That's It's just that simple. I don't think I don't know. I don't think there's any room to disagree. And I think Rescue, from my point of view, I haven't spoken to him. 
um, other than the time that I got on Albin, encouraged him to come to Hib and see how um, Hib actually works instead of just like throwing in the OP towel. Um, I haven't spoken to Rescue about this, but I think from observation, I wouldn't be surprised if Rescue's getting a little burnt out. I mean, how could you not? I think it's, I think it's just time. It's been a long time coming. I think it's just time. Love the guy, though. I think he's a great human being. Um, so you're saying they're fighting and someone adds the fight to help and they pull off yes all the time. Absolutely. Of course they do. Yeah. If you add to an 8v8, like if you add to what what it would appear to be a draft fight, if you add to any fight, really, but especially if you add to an 8v8 fight, they're going to let you die. Absolutely. They're going to let you die 95% of the time. That's just the way that's the way draft fights work. It's a high traffic area. Um, God, I sound like a carpet salesman, but yeah, I get what you're saying. High traffic area, an area in which people pass. I totally understand. Um, oh, look, Nate Bruner's here. Hi, Nate. Hello, hello. Um, why not? This is not a set 8v8 there, for example, at AT. Can't feel sorry for Realm that sabotages itself. Um, okay, so yeah, I mean, they're going to do whatever they want to do. Draft fights don't necessarily mean, hey, meet me at X time and X. Well, yeah, it does. But 8v8 fights don't necessarily mean meet me at set place and set time. Right. If IRC and another competitive eight man are going after one another and they happen to meet in a random area, they are still, I think, going to expect the respect of that fight to be withheld or to be upheld. I don't think it's um I don't think it's always possible, but they're not there to help you. Those the elite competitive eight mans that are out there are not they're not there for you. I I know that sound that's like it's a it's a it's a crappy thing to say, but it they're it's they're not there to help support you. They're not there for you. They're not there for realm pride. They're there because they're they want to get the best fights that they possibly can. And tossing you a heel doesn't mean that they don't love you or they don't care about you. It just means that they're they're there they're there to win. That's what competitive players do. I don't watch a, lot, a whole lot of Apex Legends streams on Twitch and like people are like giving up their back because it would help, you know, somebody else. Oh, Apex Legends is kind of a terrible example because everybody's on teams, but you get the point. People don't give up their back or go out of their way to help people if they don't have some interest in supporting the overall structure of what's happening in the game. Um, to me, it's not about feeling sorry. It's about the game performing at its peak when all three realms are relatively healthy, um, regardless of population. Absolutely. Um, Nate Bruner says, hello. I'm glad you openly admit that Alb needs a new BG leader to call the battle. Been saying that for a long time now. Nate, I say this as an amount of utmost respect between humans. Utmost respect between humans. You had an opportunity on Alb and you blew it, dude. You had an opportunity... On Hib, you blew it. You had an opportunity on mid. You've burnt bridges at every single realm that you've been on. I would love to have seen you, loved to have seen you be the leader because you're probably the most vocal, per one of them, well, at least other than IRC, one of the more vocal people in the game that can call shit. Don't, don't antagonize him like I did. I'm glad you agree, but every realm gave you an opportunity. Every realm gave you an opportunity. And for one reason or another, something didn't go right. So I would look, I mean, it's I'd love to see somebody else step up and whether it's you or what, but you but you have to commit 
to being there. Somebody has to like give the level of commitment that Rescue has given for more than a decade, which is showing up every single night. Well, not so much lately, but like mostly <laughs> showing up every single night and putting their back into it. You got to give up like your there are a lot of sacrifices as a like mostly casual player that just happens to stream five nights a week because this is like what I consider to be my job right now. There are a lot of sacrifices that my partner makes. She doesn't get to see me a whole lot. A lot of sacrifices that she makes day in and day out just to stream. You want to lead? I don't know what people's personal lives are. That's your life, not not mine. But you got to like make a sacrifice to do the kind of thing that Rescue has done every single night for more than a decade. And maybe there's no better time than now when we're all isolated and there's like this awful thing happening in the world for us to like turn to a place that is completely safe where we're not going to catch COVID unless you're playing in an internet cafe in which you are, you should obviously get out of there immediately. Um, but <laughs> there, um, do those even exist anymore? I don't think they do. Actually, funny, st fun story. Um, I started playing Dark Age of Camelot at a land center, but that's how I got introduced to the game when I was 14. But somebody needs to be committed to playing the game and doing it all the time and calling all the fights. And if you're not doing that, then you're, you don't, you're not going to be there. You're not just not going to you're not going to you're not going to get the respect. You're not going to get the following. Um, Super end user says, um, I just want to make sure I'm not missing a whole lot here. Um, no one is expecting them to get heals. I'm saying that some people don't know who they are, like the new people. It's all about being toxic and pushing people away. They're disliked for a reason. Um, that is a I can completely understand how somebody new to the game or somebody who's returning who does not understand the, the way in which things work. I can completely get. Uh, why they would feel that way and somebody has to explain to them that that is just the way these competitive groups work uh, does it suck for them yeah for the new player absolutely for the person that needs the help yeah for sure it does but Corey's here yep woke says revive albion okay maybe you should get bs to add a message to the loading screen that if you were new to an attack as people will stop hitting to leave you die but right but that's not that's the experience that you get by being by playing the game for X amount of time, right? Is that you, you kind of understand the dynamic or at least you should after a while. There's no easy answers to this. There's no right answers to this. I'm telling you, like there's no right answers to any of this. You could do it 15 different ways, but, um, and that's probably the biggest challenge that broadsword as a dev is facing right now as the, as the keeper of the game, trying to figure out how to make it all work. I, it's like a difficult job. Uh, Nate Bruner says, you confuse my words for wanting me to lead. It's all about the style in which he leads that kills him over and over. I quit because uh, there were two BGs. No other reason. Um, yeah, sure. Uh, I so Nate's got a point. Rescue. Um, part of this transition that Al needs to go through is rescue giving up some level of control of what happens and encouraging people that are in his BG to start turning elsewhere. If you don't have that, if you don't have that orderly transition of power, <clears throat> um, then things fall apart. And what I told Legan, and I, I don't think this is like private, right? I can, I can share this, I think, with everybody, is what I told Legan. Legan 
it's it's like impossible for anybody to run a BG seven nights a week on their own. They need help. We all get burnt out over the course of time. And the conversation I had with Legan, like saying, hey, dude, like you might get burnt out. Like if you keep doing this seven nights a week is to find another study to find somebody who's capable of calling the fights, who understands what everybody's role is and what everything looks like. And then to say to people to say to that person, okay, you're going to start off by, you're going to call this fight. You're going to call this next hour. You're leading the BG. You're calling the fights. Okay. Tonight I'm going to stand back. I'm going to help you. I'll give you pro tips, but like, you're the one that's doing this and eventually get people to a point where there's this like line of succession that's built. And I don't know if that's Tim over on Alb. Tim seems to be great. Um, I, you know, I don't I don't know who's over there that is doing a phenomenal job. I think there's a couple of other folks that are have stepped up. Uh, but that needs to happen formally and it needs to happen soon. Uh, Pronder suggests maybe going to uh, Harris for a mental break. Sure. That's a good place to unwind. Absolutely. Or you, you know, you could just go and explore classic. Garris is great because there's like there's all of this other what would normally be RVR um like RVR environments that have been turned into PVE. But in reality, like there's nothing stopping people from Geharis from coming over and playing on Uane, vice versa. Like I don't want to single people out and suggest that like Geharis is great. It's got a solid place in the community and the people over there are awesome. But like you could do that on Uane too. You can go PVE <laughs> on Uane. So yeah, but there's like a great, like you could take your same tunes that you run on Uane and just go into like a an instance dungeon or go run with a couple of friends like that's a great way to take a break so we are clear i defend rc tactics a lot it's ollie and i agree with a lot of what you say i only say that it's toxic and not helping keep new players in any event people are talking about nate buying accounts whatever um rescue should let you run the bg and possibly learn or grow from your experience nate not be stubborn i think i think gods is uh that could apply to a whole bunch of folks gods and there have been nights where Nate ran the LBG. I know because I was in that BG with him. There were some fun moments years ago, many years ago, uh, when my beard was longer and I had more hair on my head. <laughs> uh, he did. But Nate, Nate is not. Uh, there were there was a period of time in which Nate did not. Um, it did not go well. How do I say this? It did not go well on all three realms. So there still might very well be, Nate, an opportunity for you to go. But I think it just has to be somebody that's going to be that's I mean, it might be a little harder for you than somebody like Timbuktu who runs with the BG every night and who's been like, you know, pretty solid on Alb. But I think there has to be somebody that does it on, on Alb. There has to be. And it has to happen soon or it will happen and rescue won't have a say in the matter. Like I'd rather I'd rather it I'd rather rescue have be be part of the process and like be in the middle of it all then for alb to just finally hit a breaking point where they say screw it we're done alb needs more tanks than their zerg is one big problem for them oh my god do you want me to get started on that I was saying today on stream and to uh the hip bg actually no i wasn't saying it to the hip bg i was just saying it on stream yeah wizards they're all wizards all of them. That's not how this works. That might be how it works because it looks really cool. And if maybe if you don't care about your group makeup or you don't really care about like scoring wins and you're just there to like 
try and bomb as many people as you can and that gets your rocks off who who am i to judge you for that like by all means go for it but it doesn't mean that you're going to be successful and again maybe that doesn't matter there's a few heretics in there yeah maybe just one or two <laughs> albs need an assist train they need a backup assist train they need a they need a lot they need a lot of work but the players over there are so dedicated. I mean, look at them every single night logging in. And again, maybe not so much now because Rescue doesn't log in, which is a really sad thing that happens, but they need proper group setups, which is not hard. It is so easy to get to level 50 now. It's so easy to template a tune. I'd even go out and say that I'd be willing to help Albs template tunes if they're going to play them in the Alpg, if they're going to play a more diverse set of tunes in the Alpg, I will go out of my way and help you template them. Um, so what would be the best group setups for the different realms? Uh, well, on Hib, it's pretty easy, right? It's a dru druid, warden, bard, <laughs> and then anything else. There's so there's um, there's so much utility in all of the classes on Hib that for a BG, you really can you you really like. It, I mean, it matters, but it doesn't matter as much. Um, Alb is like in my opinion, by far the more capable of all three realms when you've got a good group setup. Uh, I think Alb class is a well-built Alb group with the same skill level of players across all three realms. The Alb group will absolutely tear up mid and hip. No doubt about it in my mind. But very few Alb groups perfect that or have the group setups that they need or assist like they should or pull like they should. I mean, there's a whole bunch of things that go into it, right? On, on Alb, really, it's uh, Friar, I mean, in my mind, it's Friar Cleric Mini, but maybe not a Mini. It really kind of depends on what you're fighting. You can get away with a Sork, but you're losing a ton of interrupts. And you're losing Sauce, which is not just good for Wilsoning, it's really good to reposition with. <laughs> I mean, I mean, Alb's honestly, like, the best setup on Alb is probably a, a Thug, no, Mini doesn't give you good CC, but I mean, uh, it depends on the rest of the group setup. It's it's acceptable. It's acceptable to erupt. I mean, uh, think about this Beach Chicken 20 for a second. By the way, do you have we were talking about this earlier in the mod channel. Do you is there a can I like call you something other than Beach Chicken 20? I'm fine calling you Beach Chicken 20. I'm just curious if you've got another name that we can call you by. Because um, I feel kind of not awkward, no more awkward than I. Can I call you no? <laughs> um, CC is... CC is there's so much CC in the game and so much CC defeat in the game that if you're concerned about... CC is not really the first concern that I've got in a, building an out group today. If I'm building a competitive eight-man, you bet there's a Sork in there. Like, hands down, there's a Sork. Or at least a Thug. Thurge Thug. There is not um, a concern in terms of having proper CC in a Zerg 8-man on Alp, because it does you no good. Between charge tanks on... Mid's got a boatload of charge tanks. Hibs are so high realm rank that everybody's got Purge 3 or 4. It doesn't matter. You need to erupt. You're not worried about locking people down in a like in a, in a sense of you're messing them out or you're maybe rooting them, maybe. But like it's 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 really about keeping people busy while the rest of your group goes to town. That's the most important thing that you can do on Alb right now. Alb needs more characters for a base setup than mid or hib. Uh, I, I mean, yeah, 
that's true, right? But they still do better. Minis are there to be uh, male body part for the most part. Huh? Slinging things? Is that what you're referring to? I mean, minis are super important in for a whole host of reasons because a well-played mini can absolutely wreak havoc on two groups of people. Oh, oh, I get it. Thank you, Tunes. Thank you. I don't know what it, I don't know why that term, what you just said right there, made it all make sense to me, but it did. Okay, yes. Minstrels are there to be male genitalia, to be annoying. Absolutely. Um, and a good, a well-played mini can lock down two groups. Not, not 16 people all at once, but two groups worth of people in the backfield that need to be locked down. They can lock down two groups at once. And again, I always make this joke, like you can watch, um, uh, there's a whole bunch of uh, mini videos out there that exist. Some have water, some don't. Um, but there are there are a few, a handful of very well-played minis in the game that exist right now. Yama would be one of them. Um, who's the other one that I'm thinking of that I haven't seen for a little while? The young kid. What's his name? Great, great kid, too. What's, what's his name? Some, everybody at once is going to tell me. You all know, too. Why, why, why is Ank? Ank is coming to mind, and it's not Ank. Anyway, he was in the 1v1s on the mini. I'm just drawing a blank. It's the wine. It's the Pinot Noir, I'm telling you. Lots of lots of great videos. Casper. Thank you, Ollie. Look, at you came through. There we go. All right, now they're trickling in. Casper, yeah. Casper, you could watch a Casper vid as a nothing mini, as a Realm Rank 1L1 mini, and learn more from watching one Casper vid than you could going out to RVR and trying to find a mini to learn from. Uh, I am blaming the Pinot Noir. It's, I mean, it's the truth. Assisting is the thing that seems to be missing from the average group, be it tanks or casters. If you've got a rupture and heals, the rest is uh, the rest assisting. It's sick fast. Yeah, disease, heal, rupt. Well, damage, disease, heal, rupt. Disease, damage. Depends on... <laughs> I'm just saying random words now. Boat, plane, cell phone. Um, no, it's there. You have to have... Right now, the only the only kind of CC, the only kind of defeat that really matters in the game, in my opinion, um, is are RAs that that um, that play in, in favor of like stun immunity, right? So like ST, ST is a phenomenal rupt. Um, Icker is not awful. Um, AOE roots are not bad. Near sight. It's really disease, though. In my mind, disease is at like the top. If you can, if you have a class that can AOE spam disease, and you also like the great thing about if you have an Eld and uh, uh, a Veilwalker, and Veilwalkers just like don't exist anymore, which is like another. It's very similar to minis in a sense. Like I don't understand why we don't have more Veilwalkers in the game. Um, well, I do, but Veilwalkers should be played more. Um, if you have a good uh, Eld and Veilwalker on a hit group, you're solid because of the AoE disease and AoE nearsight. AoE nearsight's great. You shouldn't use it all. You, sh you need to be careful about how you use it, but used correctly. So good. Um, assisting is super important. And it's not hard either. Who's the best person at picking targets? Me! I don't care. As long as you're some kind of class that's going to do some sort of offense on something, right? If you're not a support, like a true support class, perfect. If you can identify targets... That's it. You're the one. Everybody make an assist macro. Albs don't listen. They rather chalk their losses up to make believe cheaters and overpowered enemy classes that admit they need to improve. Then admit they need to improve. 
Um, beach chicken that is not solely an alb issue. That happens on mids might be a little bit better at this, but this is a, that's an alb and hib issue. It, it really comes down to toxicity, right? I think it's um, most of them. I'm sure understand like why they're not doing so well. And this again, this is true for all three realms. This isn't just an alb issue, but there's so much toxicity um, across so many people in the game on all three realms that they just point and they immediately say that person cheated. And I've been one of those people. Sorry, Tunes. I've been one of those people and it was a mistake and I learned from it, but it is not, um, it, it, you're not, uh, you're not losing fights because of cheating right now. You're not losing fights because of cheating. That's not. Yeah. I mean, beach chicken 20 is right. It's about having, uh, a basic understanding of the way in which fights work. We are good now, live and learn. Yeah, I made a mistake. I made a mistake. I'm a human, I made a mistake. We're not going to even dive into it. But um, for those who are in the know, who remember that whole situation, I made a mistake. I thought something, I thought I saw something that looked suspicious. It turns out, um, it, even if it was ultimately suspicious, which it, I don't think it really was, but it had absolutely nothing to do with the person that I pointed fingers at. You have to stop accusing people. I, people in general, have to stop accusing other people of cheating. Because it's just not... I had somebody, and I'll say this publicly, and they can, if they're watching, they can bash me all they want. But I had somebody come to me about two months ago and say, Hey, um, have you ever determined if it's possible to hack the game in a way that you can cast spells that don't exist for your class? Like, um, you know, a druid you know, using an Eld uh, energy DD. Devil Dot, I know more about that realm of things than you do. With all due respect, and I have a lot of respect for you. I think you're awesome. Um, I know all about that. I also know methods. I know how people are cheating. But I can tell you that it is not the reason why people lose fights. There are people that cheat all the time. 1v1, perhaps... Small mans, maybe there's a handful of people, but there's nobody that rescue is fighting that is cheating to win and that is like that needs to cheat to win in that scenario. Yes, they exist. Is it possible? Absolutely it is. Do people do it a whole lot? No, they don't. They do not. I know that for a fact. Do people do it? I, I assume that there are a handful of people that do exploit. It's a 20-year-old game, and while Broadsword has put in, um, well, I don't know if it was Broadsword, it's probably Mythic. In fact, it was Mythic. Um, that has, they, they, There are detection methods uh, for certain kinds of um, data manipulation that will get you caught almost immediately because it was a, a problem during the Mythic days in which they um, they had the staff and the, I mean, they had people to, to deal with it. So there, yeah, you should, I mean, there are some things that are very easily detectable. And for the rest, CSRs exist, even though people don't think that they do. CSRs exist. They're out a lot. Um, and you just don't know it. Cheating is not rampant anymore. Cheating is just not a rampant thing in the game. You can say that with 100% certainty. It's not a rampant thing. It might happen every once in a while, but it's not the reason why people lose fights, generally speaking. Uh, why do they say Oddball's group is always cheating? Because Oddball's has an assist train, a debuff train. They 
they're a phen- oddballs is a phenomenal group phenomenal group why because they kick the crap out of a lot of other people that play the game that's why people point fingers at oddballs it's why people point fingers at irc irc is a better example than oddballs irc god i hate this we need to there needs to be a campaign amongst everybody here that we stop calling irc irc i'm just saying that right now irc is it's a terrible terrible description um because it does not at all reflect just don't they they need to be called something else i the the irish sea guys whatever batar's group but i had a great name a couple of weeks ago or a week ago something that rang that rhymed with batar but yeah i know you i know you do but it's not it's not zoo crew because you pass off you don't even lead the group anymore Three quarters of the time, you pass it off. 90% of the time, you pass off leadership to somebody else. I'm not in the mood. I know all about it, Zoo. Can't call it Zoo's crew if you're not going to lead the group. Sorry, bud. Um, Does IRC and Oddball Zerg? Yeah, they absolutely Zerg surf. Yep. All the eight-man Zerg surf. All of them. Every single one. And if if um, if a an eight-man tells you that they don't Zerg surf, they're probably not making a whole lot of RPs or doing anything productive. That's where most of that's where most of these competitive eight mans make their RPs is they Zerg surf because that's where the RPs are because there's not enough people in Zergs that well there's either they're not enough people that play super competitively to understand what's happening or um, we get so um, what's the word that I'm looking for we just get so complacent with what's happening because it's a Zerg. You know, we're in a big herd and we're all running together and it's like the odds of me getting eaten by a lion are like nothing. And then we get picked off. Um, Keep bonuses. Uh, Deathsway said, what would I have to buy to try to get into DOC expansion subscription? Yeah, so there are no expansions. There are a bunch of expansions for the game, but they don't matter anymore. Um, They're all part of one core game that exists. I don't think EC has any restrictions on expansions at all. Somebody correct me if I'm wrong. Um, and there is a EC account. Um, I believe I've got, um, do I have, did I make this? I think I did. Yep. I made a command for endless conquest because so many people asked <laughs> in chat. So, um, endless, there's a link right there for you. Um, if you want to read all about it, EC is great. EC includes all expansions. Thank you, Proner. EC is great. It is not a true free to play model. It is, I would argue, to get the full experience that you want to pay. It is a phenomenal way to get your foot in the door to get back into the game. It's brilliant. It's a great, it's a great move by broadsword. And I don't know if EA deserves or gets any credit for it. It's a brilliant move um, because it gets people into the fight. It gets people, um, it, it gets people back into playing to understanding their classes. And then it gets them to bite onto a sub. That's what EC is. So, from a from like my radio days right um i'll give you an example traffic reports and weather reports on the radio are what's called a vehicle pun intended maybe not so much but it's a it's an ad vehicle the only reason why you hear traffic reports on the radio anymore honestly like 90 percent of the reason why you hear traffic reports is because they are a vehicle for ad their vehicle for ad delivery it's one more place to put an ad in fact, sometimes two or three, depending on ownership group, etc. So EC is a vehicle in a very similar way that traffic reports are a vehicle for ad sales on the radio. 
EC is a vehicle to get people to, to actually sub. And it, it's a it's actually kind of brilliant. Works really well. Because you get the game, you get to experience the game, you get to come back in and create your account, and then it's so it's so worth it. Um that's why eight man Zerg surface for the bonuses. Yeah, or to just to pick people off. It's uh it's so easy to pick people off in a Zerg. There's only people that drive. Um uh, okay. Yeah. Zoo, I've heard from numerous people in your group, numerous people in your group, that you pass off on leadership duties. So I got I got my zoo facts. And my zoo fact says that your that your statement is a lemon. And nobody can fault you for wanting to get completely inebriated in an eight man, especially with friends. And I'll tab and talk to you in stream. Hey, nobody's blaming you for passing up leadership. Just saying you do. I'm not giving you crap for why. I'm just we're not gonna call it Zoo Crew. There's gotta be another name though than IRC. Considering what you spend on a night out, a $15 sub is nothing. We're all stuck at home anyways right now, so $15 is nothing really. It's it's true. 15 bucks is not a lot. And honestly, there are probably people out there that are willing to gift you a game time card or help you with plat where you could go buy a game time card. You could probably play. You could probably play for free if you played your cards right. So why do you recommend sub? Looks like Endless Conquest gives everything. It doesn't give everything. There are there are limits to classes if you haven't played them before. There are certain limits to items. Um, there's certain limits to housing, right? Are there limits to items? I think they're, maybe it's just the storage of items. I don't think, can you do a, I don't think you can do a slash bank, right? Is that true? They just, uh, enabled you to be able to use supremacy pots, which is super helpful in fights, um, on an endless conquest account. But if you've never played that means absolutely nothing. Um, no specific items. Some don't work. So here's what I would say. Foil hat. There you go. Great example. Um, you you should start out as an EC account and get into the game. I would not recommend, although Broadsword would probably, if I was beholden to them, they would probably smack me upside the head for saying this, but I don't think you should sub immediately. I think you should go EC. I think you should build a tune, and I think you should try the game out. I think you should get with a good guild. Um, we can hook you up with people in all three realms. If you go into our Discord um, link in the chat, um, or if you uh, go to the official Discord, there are people that are always willing to help. Get yourself into a good guild, run with them for a while, ask lots of questions. Don't be afraid to not know everything. There are people in this game that are that, are, that have been here and here for 20 years that still don't know everything. Keed, you got to read chat before you. Just kidding. Um, didn't IRC come from the use of a certain voice comms? Yeah, they came from, as Ollie said, um, the an IRC chat channel. Um was on some wizard types. What was the sorcery.net? It was sorcery.net, wasn't it? I had to think about that for a second. It was like some kind of wizardly thing. It was on sorcery.net. Um, which, by the way, there are still like two or three people last I checked in the IRC channel for DAOC. I don't think they do anything. There might have been one last I checked. Um, but yeah, it's... But it's there have been so many. It's I I think I use the um, the example of the temptations. There's been like how many like 50 people in the, that have been in the temptations, right? It's this rotating group as people get older or there's like acapella groups that are out there that like rotate people as they go. That's like music is a weird example, but the people who started IRC are not the same. I, that's why I just don't think it's like fair to call them IRC. 
Um, do people play PvE at all, or is it all PvP? Uh, absolutely, people PvP, or PvE and PvP. The game is primarily based around, it's like a means to an end in terms of trying to get to PvP now. That's also another significant change from the Labby days. Although, it was closer then than it was in TOA for sure. But really, like the game, the progression has always been getting you to go to PvP. So there is PvE. There are PvE events that are uh, there are guilds that run PvE once a week, sometimes twice a week. Or if you're really into PvE and you don't want to PvP at all, there's an entire server rule set. There's a completely different server called Geharis in which you can go and just PvE. And it's all it's like a, I think they call it cooperative. It's the it's the co-op server where all three realms can talk to each other. They can group. They can guild with one another, um, and their only goal is to go out and kill NPCs or mobs. IRC moved away from the actual means of communication, became more descriptive for really really good but toxic and elitist players. <laughs> Some are more toxic than others, but that's pretty funny. It is a descriptor, and it's why I don't think I. I don't why well, I think people shouldn't call IRC IRC. I think they should call them something else. Perception. Perception, absolutely. Perception for sure. The perception of IRC is that they're super toxic and elitist. Most of them are elitist. Not all of them are 90 percent of them are elitist. Not all of them are toxic, but there's quite a few that are. <laughs> Fiery's here. IRC ain't real anymore. I still want to know about these these changes that you think that should be made on EV. I still think it's important to uh uh, to talk about that more than just shrubbery or items to hide behind. Get rid of Eevee and put what in its place, Fiery? Agramon? I think somebody, was it somebody in my guild suggested that they build another piece of land somewhere? Was it, did Gods, Gods, did you, you were talking about this in guild chat the other day. Somebody was about turning, uh, I actually might have been, I might have talked about this some time ago too, but... The Irish Sea is another zone that could easily be changed into a piece of land. <laughs> I'm not suggesting that it happens. No, less land, better. More land, bad. More area to cover, bad. Bad. You need to shrink space, not expand it at this point. So as much as I would love to see, I would love to see some changes made um, in that regard, it doesn't make it, it doesn't, there's no point. Underwater areas, <laughs> you, underwater fights suck. They're awful. No, no to underwater fights. I do think um, there, what, there's a, is it the Megalodon quest that you can, is that, like, that's a thing that's going on right now. I'm so out of touch, but like, that's cool. I'm all, I'm all in favor of that. You bringing action to places that don't otherwise have it. Uh, but don't, let's not make a habit of fighting underwater. Underwater keeps would be cool, but if you really want to experience what that's like, you can just go to the Alb solo zone and dive underwater. <laughs> it's pretty much the same thing. Uh, there, it's hard, Ollie. You need, you need quite a few people to kill Megalodon. I think you need a solid group, right? That's what I was told the other day. They can make Otherworld 10 into a zone like they did with Otherworld 1 through 9 and just put Agramon back. They can make Otherworldly 10 into a zone like they did Otherworld. You mean turn KM into an instance? Or not an instance, but a separate zone? Yeah, I mean, you, 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 they could, but why? KM, I think, is one of, honestly, 
I think KM is one of the best modern DAOC pieces of art that exists in the game right now. The stuff that has been made since, say, 2011, 2010. I think KM is, like, stunningly beautiful. And um, it took a lot of work. I know this because just from a lot of public information um, that exists out there, uh, that it actually took them a lot of work to get it to where it is. They had issues with, I think it was the water table initially because Rams wouldn't deploy. They had to change the water table. They there was they had to change elevation of things. I mean, there was a lot of work. EV was super ambitious and it's beautiful. Um, and I, I think EV actually kind of like the center keep, at least when I say EV, I mean the center keep the CK really, I think fits right now. It has been this enormous draw for all different play styles in the game. Uh, EV is what Agrimon was never. And it could just be because the population has decreased a bit over the course of time, but EV has changed that there never used to be there used to be fights, but it never used to be the central hub like it is now, like a really like um, consolidated area or where people tend to gravitate towards. So I think they did. A, a, but Agrimon was super cool. I, I, there is like so much nostalgia with Agrimon, but there's also a lot of nostalgia with uh, OF, too. And I do not expect do not expect to ever see OF in the game again. As sad as that makes, as sad, as sad as I am to say that, and it's like almost devastating to say that because I have so many memories of OF, but I don't think there will ever be, unless there is one thing that could happen that Broadsword could do very easily, which is just open the gate. They could just remove, they could remove the port and there's, I think, two NPCs that they could take and they could get rid of some of those, like, but there's, there's a they could open up NF and or OF rather and OF does exist, but it wouldn't be. Oh, I did say I would do another giveaway. Let's do another giveaway real quick for those who've stuck around. Todd's coming in here like, where's my? Uh, oh, wait, am I? We started one, didn't we? Is this still going on? I've been talking for so long. Let's do a giveaway. Hold on. Hold on, guys. All right. Hold on. Let me open it back up. Do it again. Everybody do. Everybody who did. Um. In the last 30 seconds, do it one more time for me. And then we'll do one more. Sorry. Apparently, it's been going this whole time. Got 30 seconds. And then we'll go ahead and we'll draw it. We'll do one more after this. Um, remember um, the sign they put uh, in saying OF is coming back? The sign is coming back uh, or something at that point. OF is... I would be, I, I would be blown away if OF uh, came back at least in uh, resembling anything that it used to resemble. There's very little, if anything, that exists still in, in OF. So uh, it would be a lot of fun. But it, it is a, it's so, for people who never played in OF, they don't, like, they don't have any idea what those fights were like. It was a completely different era of the game. Um, there's, I don't think you would find anybody in OF. Like, OF is, it's got the same... Um, it's got a very similar geography style to the way, um, or topography, geography, topography. It's got a very similar style to the way that Agrimon did, where it was like, you know, it was everywhere. It was everywhere. There's just, it, it's, 
it would be with today's popular, unless there was a big event, it would be impossible to find any fights there. And I think it would also be a huge topography. Thank you. I think it would be an enormous lift on the on the just based on what I know about the inner workings of the game, it would be an enormous lift for Broadsword to do it. Would I love to see it? Yes. Maybe what I think they should do, and if Broadsword, if you're watching, and I I, I have a sort of some sort of inkling that they do, um, just I would imagine, I would hope, maybe. Um, I if 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 Broadsword is in fact listening, I think the easiest thing that you could do to help us all out and throw us a bone is do a weekend event where all you do is just or a day, maybe a couple of days over the course of a month where you just open up the gate. That's it. That's all. That's all that needs to happen. Just open up the gate and remove remove the remove the two NPCs on the other side. That's all you have to do. Just let people explore it. Don't expect any RVR. Let it be a PVE zone. Let people die to the guards that are still in the portal keeps like whatever. But just let people roam through there because it's it's um, for people who have never seen it before. It's um, I don't think you're going to end up with people that are going to want it more than they want. it. I mean, there are going to be some people that want it more than they want enough, but that's not a realistic it's not a realistic thing i think you could say that up front hadrian's was a uh, hadrian's was a nightmare hadrian's was an it was complete there were like sheer cliffs in hadrian's wall <laughs> like sheer drop-offs all right let's go ahead and we'll do this giveaway we'll do one more after this too <laughs> this is not rigged i swear to god Keyes won like three times in the past week but i think there was a period of time in which Keyes didn't win at all Look, I click a button and I get a name. It's that simple and it publishes. Gratzkeed. This um this will likely be the last um we're going to do one more giveaway. Um and this will likely be the last giveaway to the public until things change for the channel. Uh starting tomorrow we go giveaways for subs and Patreon uh members only. It's only 5 bucks. I would encourage you to go to patreon.com/ramicmedia um instead. Um it's only five bucks to support the channel. There's also other levels of support. And we've got people, I, I think, at every one at every level, but tier two. Um, but there's all sorts of benefits that you get, and it really does help the channel. But starting tomorrow, the giveaways will be for um, for subs and for Patreon members only. So it's worthwhile and it definitely helps us out, allows us to do it. Um, E-Main was Hightower says Emain was the best to fight in as far as topography. Emain was the best to fight in, and Emain, I think, was probably the most beautiful. Um, there, the the a, the Alb Milegate with that tower off to the right-hand side as you came through um, the Alb Milegate and Emain, and that funnel, was it DC or was it Krim that was in between um, uh, the mid-portal keep and the, and the Alb portal keep in Emain? It was either DC or Krim, but it was DC. Okay. Um, th like that was such a, I mean, like a brilliant, brilliant, brilliant spot. And E-Main was great. I think the reason why E-Main was so great, and maybe Hightower will disagree with me, is because of the way in which it was laid out. There were so many awesome places. There were, it was like multiple, for people who play the game now, it was like multiple, um, EV wise that existed all of these crossroads that you had to get through in order to get into like proper e-main from the portal keeps and that was true for 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 mid and for alb as well but the way in which 
it was laid out in Hib was just like it was just this big long hallway. So cool. I have some pictures. I'll post pictures in the Discord uh, after this. If you're not a member of the Discord, just type in exclamation point Discord uh, in the chat, uh, and I'll post some some high def pictures of of uh, Emain and Old Frontiers. It's really pretty. But going back to that, I think that um, I think that everything just needs to shrink. The game needs to shrink. Um, or the population could increase. Look at what happened at the beginning. And this is like, there's nothing good that came out of COVID that is coming out of COVID. Nothing good. For the record. Disclaimer ahead of time. <laughs> Exclamation point shrink. But the population did increase. And unfortunately, we're at a trajectory at this point where the country is going in, in a really negative direction. The population may... Oh, thanks, Ollie. I really appreciate that. Wait, that was not okay. We're going to play that again. Let's listen to the text to speech because that was not right. Could you guys hear it? I heard it. Did you guys hear that? That's not right. No. Oh, so hold on. So these are not working then. Okay, hold on one sec. We got to figure this out, guys. How is that not playing? Alert box. You see the visual. Yeah, but where's the uh... hmm? That's super strange. Donation. Let me just disable all these or enable them. That's super weird because I've got it here, but the audio source is all kinds of weird. I don't know. Anyway, also, that music is very loud. Have you guys been listening to loud music the whole time? I have it. I had it turned off on my mixer. I'll fix it and I'll replay it tomorrow. How's that? Still got that uh, that 425 Mithra pack giveaway up for grabs. It'll be up for a few more minutes. Um, so Portal Keeps were still their love areas back in the day, and they they are still love areas when they do the big the BG events, where there are Portal Keeps that exist. Guaranteed action. Every single... At 60% of the time, every time. I really don't know why I didn't play. It doesn't make any sense to me why it wouldn't. But it um, it might... it It's... Something's funky, right? Fizzle in both stream and recording. Properties for the alert box. I'm in the alert box settings. I don't know. Anyway... So, um, what other, talk to me a little bit about other changes that you guys think should, let's talk about class balance for a sec while we've got this giveaway going. Talk to, tell me a little bit about what classes do you think, what changes do you think should happen to classes? Are there any? Uh, we've already extensively discussed giving minis heals. Let's please, let's not go into that. Um, I'm opening up a can of worms. I am opening up a can of worms. But it's the way to keep people, it's a way to get, because there's always somebody that's got uh, some opinion on class balance. Is there some semblance of class balance in the game? I, um, I think it's, I think it's really hard, really, really, really hard to have class balance in the game right now. Like perfect class balance. We talked a bit about this on the first stream. Give Al, Al Peeler speed. No, absolutely not. That's a terrible idea. Sorry, people. <laughs> Um, we talked about this on, on the first state of the game stream. It is so tough for the development team at Broadsword. Imagine the amount of work that they go through trying to figure out without a whole lot of community involvement, mind you, because it's not like the community really stepped up to do a bunch of QA for this last patch. And that's not any like that's not Beef's fault. Right. That's just like we didn't as a community step up. We need to do better next time. But um, the there imagine the, the amount of work that goes into 
just simply like trying to figure out what a basic group setup looks like and how adding a spell will affect all three realms, how it might affect the other classes on those maybe other two realms that you're fighting against, how it might change um, the setup in a group, how it might affect you uh, 1v1, four, you know, 3v3, 4v4, 8v8, and all the way up to Zerg. Imagine the amount of difficulty that like or the amount of work that that takes. And then every single class. Does anybody know how many classes there are in the game? 26, 20, 25, more 30. I don't know. I actually don't know that. I don't I should know the answer to that question. And I don't. But imagine trying to come up with trying to come up with changes to the game as a small team when you're doing everything else. They got a hard job. It's in the 30s. Yeah. There you go. It's a hard, hard job. So it, yeah, it, they're doing everything that they can. But they're... It, uh, z- okay. Todd, how do I pronounce that name? Is it ZZXII? ZZX2? Like, how do I... If I don't want to... If I want to call you by your handle name, how do I... Are there really 45 classes in the game? Did I really half that? Zizix. Oh, okay. Got it. Um... The community does provide feedback, but the community can't stop their change if Broadsword doesn't want to revisit things. Okay. Yeah. Um, the community submits feedback, and then Broadsword make changes. And Broadsword then listens, I think, to um, a lot of the feedback that they get after the first patch notes. Like, here's what... This is what I, th- I think Broadsword... I don't know. But this is what I would imagine, like, their process is. Okay. Here is our, this is the changes that we're going to propose that we think are right for the game. And then the the community submits feedback. There's a little bit of testing done. There's a lot of testing done internally. There's a lot of, there's some testing done externally. My God, that's an unbelievable, that's unbelievable the amount of classes. Wow, 47. Holy cow. But Maulers are the same. Well, yeah, they're the same on, I mean, they're pretty much the same class on all three realms, right? So with this, with some minor differences, very minor differences. And then the community provides feedback, and then whatever happens, happens. Broadsword may decide at, at some point that they have to put a patch for it, and then they go live. And then maybe they make tweaks after that. I think they deserve a little bit more credit than they've been getting. But the community needs to do more, and there needs to be more QA on these patches. And the only way to really do it at scale, anybody in development work knows this, is to do it, um, you know, now that, now that there's a night, night, night program, now that there's no uh, team lead program, so 45 if you count Mahler once instead of three. Uh, yeah, I would for me, I would count Mahler. I mean, there are subtle differences, um, very subtle differences, but I would count Mahler once. So, yeah. OK, so 45. Holy cow. Holy cow. No pun intended. Um, so I have to live with the changes. The worst change, no matter what. We all have experienced that at some point. We've all been um, we've all been nerfed at some point by Whoever was the producer of the game at the time gets all the, well, not all the hate, because usually the community first person gets a lot of hate, too. They're usually the front line, but there's a lot of stress involved in that. Remove Hib's son and put it on Druid and take the pet. <laughs> oh, the ground targeting system. Oh, yeah. Well, look, so the ground targeting system needed a revamp. Uh, it needed a revamp, especially if you're looking at... So there were a lot of changes to Siege, right, that were 
and the changes to Siege were primarily to have, um, to prevent exploits from occurring. It doesn't really matter what like people believe out in the community to be true. Like the reason why the Siege, the, a lot of the Siege changes occurred was to was to prevent exploits from happening. Um, at least the most recent ones. And then there were some subtle changes to get Siege to be able to drop in places that it wasn't before, because you can't just drive. If you can't drive a RAM all over Hell's Half Acre, you've got to be able to enable people. Or you got to give people the space to drop new RAMs. So they, they made some changes um, structurally as well. Um, so they there needed to be a new ground targeting system. It it there are bugs that needed to be tested more for sure. They've I think they've resolved almost all of them. And please tell me what they they haven't resolved because I don't I don't know off the top of my head. Uh, but it also is way more intuitive for most players. Uh, nope, water dropping without a macro. Okay, so you can't you can't I I apparently haven't tried this, but you can't ground target on water. Is that what you're saying? You can't do without a macro anymore. Ah, okay, all right, fair. Um, but would broadsword tell you that that is they? I don't know, but would Broadsword tell you that that is uh, a change that they wanted? Like that's working as intended. They don't intend for you to drop shrooms on the top of water anymore. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me that they would want that change, but maybe that's, I don't know. Ah, so now we're getting into keep changes. So I don't know a whole lot about this um, because there's a lot of people, everybody that I've spoken to in the game have different opinions on this. Uh, but I I do think that something is warranted at some point. Some kind of keep change is warranted. What that looks like, I don't know. But we went over this in the first stream, and I would encourage you guys to go back and look and watch the... Um, or it's also on YouTube as well. But we talked about this at length. Um, there's a, a ton of stuff they could do to keeps. Um, and especially when it comes to Zergs attacking keeps, and there's no defenders. We're not going to get sidetracked on that. Because that's, we talked about that extensively in, in the first state of the game, and that's a rabbit hole for sure. But yeah, um, NPCs randomly disappear for 20 seconds, still I once in a blue moon. Uh, there are little lag spikes that happen. Um, there's, you know, a, they, there's a couple of things that could happen. I mean, first off, network stability is super important. Um if you have any packet loss at all, you're you're not going to see like there's going to be issues with NPCs. No, all NPCs. Have you done a have you done like a ping plotter? Uh, Zizix, have you done a ping plotter to the DAOC to the like to the AWS endpoint or the public IP? Yeah, you, you should do um, you should do a ping plotter and the IP is I can send you the IP. Um, it's also in the launcher files. Others have reported it as well. Yeah, but some of us don't have some of us don't have any of those issues at all. I've, I don't have NPCs disappear at all for me. And for the folks that have NPC disappearing issues, generally speaking, what we found is that it's uh, it's related to uh, packet loss or a bad hop somewhere between you and the server, a.k.a. packet loss. <laughs> uh, there are things that will cause it to happen, too. It's most usually packet loss, but, um, oh, sorry. <laughs> you were typing and you died. I'm sorry. Um, there, um, 
it also has to do with the the amount of read write that's happening in the database too. Um, things can be delayed. Again, it's my belief, and I'm not entirely positive on this, but I'm pretty sure that the backend is all, uh, at least the the heart of the game is in SQL. Pretty sure, like 90% sure about that. Um, and so the the database is, you know, I mean, how many times can you read write to the database and and what what size instance are they running, right? I mean, what where it, there's a whole bunch of stuff. They have been really proactive, though. There were issues with... Um, with server lag um in the past right and i think they just turned i think they just they they upped the instance they upped the the size of the instance that they were running the game on or at least you know i don't know if they have different instances that run different regions um i don't know how the server i don't know how the production server code is written i know that on donna light um it's designed to be multi-threaded or at least it gives each zone its own thread uh, but I don't know what ha- I don't know on the production side of things, and if that's anything similar, it might be a bit. It probably isn't. I don't know. Anyway, long story short, um, Devil Dot says, "What about guards roaming all over and appearing from Keeps Towers nowhere near you?" Um, that is a um, that's a pathing issue, is what that really comes down to. It's a pathing issue. We could talk about pet pathing. Yeah, let's talk about it. Um, related to guard pathing, so. <laughs> Broadsword's hands are tied. There are ways people have found uh, people, developers of free shards, have found ways to do pet pathing differently. That is maybe, I don't want to call it reliable, but it it works in a particular way that may appear to be a little more reliable. Um, It's, there's, there's so many, there's so many things that pets have to take into account. The pathing has to take into account as pets move from point A to point B. So, you know, I, it's, it's not a, it's, it's not an easy thing because I know the one person, the one person that I know that rewrote pet pathing, um, that did it for, uh, their own, their own instance, um, uh, said it was a lot of work. I don't know. Yeah. Pets, pets won't follow over bridges, towers, et cetera. Expect them to be fashionably late in EV. There's. I think there is probably work that could be done by broadsword to improve some of that. But, but in terms of like, um, what's, what's the term I'm looking for? The return on your investment and the amount of time that it would take to fix that. It's, I don't, I can't imagine it's a top priority. Um, I don't know. They might tell you that they can't, and that could be true. I do know that I, I know for a fact that there have been third party developers. Again, I don't support I don't support playing on free shards, just like I don't support the idea of um, of leaving, like getting rid of your sub and going on to a free shard to play exclusively. I don't I don't agree with that at all. But there have been people that um, there have been uh, there is a particular developer that I know that actually did work on pet pathing. Um, and I think it's a. A little bit better. God's Demon says, Ramek once told me you got to be real desperate to ask BS to fix something because the result of your wanting will be far worse than the will come up with just don't do it. What I said, what I said, I think is true. I said, you you really need to be very careful about what you wish and what you ask for um, because there is the possibility that it will end up tipping the scale. And this is true for any developer, right? If you don't, 
what I talked about earlier about class changes and class balance being so complicated is that you open up a huge can of worms when you ask for something. Huge can of worms. Because um, there's a chance that the person, the producer, whoever is in charge, might look at that and go, yeah, but what about this? What about that? There's something else potentially that might actually affect that. Let me look into that. And then all of a sudden, like, you really need to be careful and very deliberate about what you what you ask for. So, yeah, for sure. I think you do have to be very careful. If people play the game when they finalize their decisions, they are way out in left field sometimes and all of us are left scratching our heads going, huh? Uh, yeah, there have been changes that I've scratched my head on, too. That I've been scra- scratched my head on? That I've scratched my head to going, why did they make that change? But I um, I have faith in like the long-term vision. Um, and it would appear that Broadsword as a whole have, have has faith in the long-term vision because John, who took over as the producer in 2015, 2016, I think it was 2015, 2016 from Talal, um, has done a, um, I think has done overwhelmingly, has done a great job. And he wouldn't be there if, if he wasn't or if people thought he wasn't. So we can all disagree. A lot of us don't like the changes that they make, but sometimes they're better for the game. They strip, um, they strip Friars haste after making a group haste, for example. I don't understand that. There had, there was something that they were looking, there's something that they were looking at, Broadsword was looking at, that said, um, the Friar haste isn't, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense, or it, there's, um, a particular situation in which it's, it's being abused or, you know, I don't there's there was something that they looked at and said, that's not right. We have to change that. They didn't just go, ha ha ha, friars, you suck and took haste away. That's not how that's not how they've ever operated. They saw something and made a change based on it. They stripped vamp pets uh, not so long after giving it to them. Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't know the whole situation with vamps. Um, I saw the whole thing. I'm familiar with the um, let's um we got a couple more minutes on this giveaway. If you haven't entered exclamation point giveaway in the chat, that's uh, open to everyone. Um, they made a claw claw tax 25%, use 25% more power. But asking somebody um, who has played a vamp or knows somebody who plays a vamp quite frequently, it didn't make that much of a difference. It just required a small respec, a small tweak in the spec. I think they're doing less claw and more pierce now. Is that right? I think that's kind of how it balanced out. Yeah, I'll sure miss when the hip tanker had more pets than Albert mid caster group. Right. Well, a lot of pets in the game, a lot of pets in the game. Also, a lot of CC in the game. And, you know, I CC, um, I think, needs to it's hard right now because it doesn't matter as much. And there's so many other things that need to be looked at. I think there's I think a lot of things that Broadsword is committed to looking at that are a higher priority than trying to revamp CC or even, I hate to say this, but even pets. Again, I don't know what their internal priorities are. I haven't spoken to anybody, like disclaimer, like I don't, I, I don't know about like what exactly they're thinking about doing next, but I can tell you that from a state of the game perspective, right? It's up here, state of the game, like from a state, like an over, overall state of the game perspective, I don't think it is as important. Well, but which is why they shouldn't neglect the pet pathing since so many exist. There's also an argument that there's too many pets and maybe it's not a problem that you lose one. <laughs> I'm not suggesting that that's their argument. Um, I look, I played and an, uh, this is going to sound really crazy to people, but uh, for a while I ran around and soloed on an enchantment channel and 
you know, with Wild Minion and like had an absolute time of my life playing that class. Super weird solo spec, like really, really, really dumb, but also a lot of fun because of the way ML9 hits and the, the way in which like a fully buffed pet and ML9 plus all of the the uh, the melee buffs that are provided to you, plus the 50 percent heal bonus, which allows you to heal your it's there's like so many cool things. It, I, I know. I mean, I played a minstrel for 12 years, 13 years, 14 years. I mean, it's pet, pet pathing is important to me personally, but I think things like trying to figure out what the right balance is for keeps and how to work around the current imbalance that's going on during the day, because at this point, I, th I think it's probably hard to ignore. Um, what about RP progression? They just mentioned in the grab bag this past Friday that they're talking about changing the way um, the way RP. I think it was was it RPs that are, are uh, awarded to people like they were they were trying to evaluate that uh, they're working on a lot of other stuff. Uh, well, for people PVEing and people who enjoy PVE, pet pathing affects not just RVR. Oh, for sure. It affects everybody. But the issues are, are far less. Um, they don't exist as much in classic zones as they do in the zones in which things have just been built upon and built upon and built upon. You don't have these kinds of issues in classic areas. Not like this. What happened to Billings? I don't know what happened to Bill. I know that people have spoken to him since. Uh, well, I do know what happened. There was a huge falling out uh, in between um, Billings and one of the other folks in the DKOC Alliance. Um, and there was this blow up one night. I was present for it. It was not fun. Um, and uh, Bill, I don't think, has logged into the game since. You know, um, Bill, I loved running with Bill. I think he's a great guy. Some people did not always agree with his calls. And that led to, I think, people pushing him a little too hard. And and there was ultimately a fight. And But it, I, yeah, it is a shame because Bill was great for Alb. Bill was awesome for Alp, as was lovely, right? We can't forget Roxanne, who uh, led, who is still the guildmaster of Dark Knights of Camelot, who was a knight, who I think, was she, was she a team lead at one point? Like, she was, she's been always been a very important part of the game until a couple years ago, a few years ago. Um, and Broadsword proposed some changes to minstrels that... Um, and I don't there, I don't think there's any there's, this is not a secret. Like, I think she's pretty public about this. She left the night program over it. Um, but there were some proposed changes to minstrels that she thought were egregious, that were like overly um, that were that were what's the word I'm looking for? I'm so tired that were just too heavy handed. And so she um, and so she left. Um, ultimately, it turned out in the scheme of things long term that the changes to minstrel were not as bad as I think we all thought they might be. This is that whole thing about class balance and how ultimately like six months in, you kind of just you morph and you just recognize that they see things a little differently than, than we do. Right. Broadsword. But she left over those changes. She's really upset about them. Uh, she was phenomenal for the game and phenomenal for Albin. She was a phenomenal knight and she did a ton of stuff on behalf of the community. The amount of um, podca podcasts, these video casts that she produced, vlogs, if you will interviews uh they were they were great um i would like to see climbing taken away from the tanks this maybe is the last topic for the evening i i think that there has to be i don't think that that is not the 
that's not the entire um but i don't think you're suggesting that that's the entire solution that's one of i think the key elements to changing things i'm not suggesting that you remove climb from all tanks period but i think that there are things that you could potentially do to uh fix the issue at hand broadsword already tried it i think at least successfully at the time to prevent Aurorius from immediately taking out the one line of defense that underpopulated realms had, which was the oil, which ultimately, because of the siege buff, does very, very little in Zergs because there's always, at least in the group that's on the door, there's always a champ. I'm not going to say in Alb there's always a mini because there's not, but there's always a champ and there's always a, usually a Scald, at least in BGs now. So oil means, and now that you don't have, this is something that I recognize they had to do because of the population, um, the shrinkage of population, but uh, but only putting one person on a ram instead of having to fill a ram um, completely eliminated like the return on investment that you get from oil, other than just it being a last-ditch last effort to make a few RPs before you all die anyway as people run in. You get a couple kills on oil, but... That whole that do, it doesn't work anymore against these huge zergs. Then why make the front door easier to open? Because the courtyard fights are it is far more difficult to fight. Yeah, Devil Dot saying they want more inner courtyard fights. It's far more difficult to fight on the outer rim of a keep, um, especially right. And uh, remember that these changes happened before. Um, before they were talking about potentially like changing things now or changing the doors, right? They, they, they made these changes because they recognized that underpopulated realms couldn't defend the, the rampart or the ramparts that the about like the second floor of the ramparts. So they, they made it easier to get in so that the fights could happen and that the underpopulated realms could be in a protected space. Still very similar issues, especially when you're dealing with a Hibzerg that's full of stun nuke nuke. You really don't have a chance, but you just have to get out of line of sight and wait for your opportunity. See, the, the current problem right now that I see is that um, Albs and uh, Mids don't really stand a chance. Um, in uh, Albs and Mids don't stand a chance defending until um, until Hibs get inside. I don't think it makes a whole lot of sense. Um, right now, the way the current internal structure, the, the keep is laid out the inner. And I'm saying this as somebody who plays hip primarily, it really benefits like that balcony area. If played well and Hibs have it down, Hibs can rip anything. A Zerg that's maybe close to twice their numbers. They can rip an inner of a keep set up on a balcony because they know how to do it. But you can't give your backup. You can't give your line of sight up um, to a Hibs Zerg. And so it just doesn't make sense. Inner keep should be higher. Uh, yeah, I mean, inner keep could totally be higher. Yeah, it could. But you, um, what advantage does that give you uh, other than to people that have bolt range, mezzan damage? I think um, um, if you made the inner structure higher and you put the inner structure closer to the front door, then I think having a taller inner keep makes a huge difference because of the vantage point that you get being able to look out towards the front, being able to look all around. I think it makes a ton of sense. But making the inner higher and on an existing uh, design or layout of the keep, I don't think works. 
I just don't think it makes a whole lot of sense to do that. You have to just redo the entire design. But if you put the inner closer to the front door, then yeah, it makes a ton of sense. All right, we're going to go ahead and draw this last giveaway. We'll talk for like five more minutes and then we'll be done. Uh, okay. Hold on. There we go. That was really weird. Congrats, Ollie, on winning. Two mods in a row. <laughs> um, I've been having DNS issues here at the house where um, like I was try I was playing with some uh, AWS servers earlier. Um, even Alexa, like I couldn't get into the Alexa control panel on my phone because uh, I was just having some DNS resolution issues. And it looks like uh, Mubot just like completely crapped out there. So I had to reload the page. Anyway, congratulations, Ollie. Um, what else could be done? I think if you if you reduced the amount of climbers that were able to climb at once or reduced the timing of them to climb at once, I think that would be helpful. But it's got all of these changes... I think you should also like if if it's the realm is super underpopulated that's defending, you should absolutely like perma disease people that are that have climbed inside the keep. If it's a Zerg on a much smaller number, I think you have to either reduce hit points or give a damage bonus or something that enables them to compete without giving competitive groups like IRC um, a um, an advantage where they can hold a keep from three groups versus their one or four groups versus their one. Um, I think you, ha you have to kind of figure out a way to balance it out. But I, I don't think casters should have free reign to do whatever, anything they want inside a keep of the courtyard. But part of the issue right now is that with, with the amount of stun that exists on Hib is that you just can't show your face uh, on, a, on the roof of a keep or on an oil, or on an outer wall, because you'll just get nuked down. Um, it works. I love it. I love being a hib on the other side of it. But my advice to Albs is don't, don't, there's no reason to give your line of sight up, to give them a um, the ability to stun you. Just wait, wait to hold the fight inside. Uh, I, you know, you, you maybe change the elevations of different points of the keep to prevent that from happening. You put uh, heal like uh, there's another thing that you could potentially do that I, I'm just thinking about now. I mean, what if um, on underpopulated realms, you've already got NPC clerics inside of keeps. What if if there's a large force attacking on the outside, you make all these changes and then you also spawn NPC clerics that heal players? I think and it has to be dynamic based on the amount of numbers that are inside now. But there's a whole bunch of things you could put timers on. Climbing spikes. You could uh, permit disease people inside. You can, yeah, you could give immediately give people stun immunity. Why don't you just like make everybody? I mean, but it's not. But that's not the the because this problem could happen on Alb too. You could have an Alb Zerg, right? It can't just be about the Hib Zerg attacking. Like that's the issue at hand. They do heal people now, the NPC clerics. But I'm saying spawn more of them and make them more aggressive to heal. Give people who are defending a little bit of a, an up. And you can buy guards, but they're, I'm talking about a completely different level of, uh, of, of healing depending on what's out there. You can't um, make these changes just because a hero is my point. And I'm wrapping the stream up here. You can't make these changes just because a hero. You have to make these changes imagining that it was any other Zerg leader that was doing exactly the same thing. Whether it's Legan 
I hate to say it, but whether it's Legan taking an empty keep or Hibs, whether it's Hero, Jedi, myself, whatever, taking an empty keep, or if it's Albs, at some point they get a BG leader and they decide to PVE keeps all day long or all night long. You, you there's something ha- something has to happen. Something has to change, and it has to be fair to everybody. The only only real way of doing it. They already get heals while doing damage. Not every realm has that. They do, but you're um you're not going to find a ton of players on alb uncoordinated groups that are just that are just life tapping their way right and you also can rub them and then they can't life tap anymore or they can mock life tap but then you just break line of sight and you wait till their mock goes up yeah and hibs do have more heals they have w- w- way more access to heals i you know i'm just i think it's it's about being balanced also right i mean this is true if you had an albzerg and you had a bunch of random you know random hibs that were inside trying to hold a keep and the albzerg far outnumbered them it doesn't mean that every group's going to have a bard or ever like there's maybe there's other ways that you like the npc clerics yeah but the easiest defeat to mock life tap double dot is to just get out of line of sight and wait for it to go out nobody's in that much of a rush <laughs> people think that they are but nobody's in that much of a rush to to stand there and take take them or, or mock back if you don't need to the easiest defeat to that is to just get out of line of sight and wait. Just let them blow mock for no reason. Or if you've got if you can damage them, just damage them down. Um, okay, so we're gonna wrap this up. Any last questions before we call the stream for the night? It's getting late. You guys have been awesome sticking around and hanging out. Cleric stun, life taps from other casters. I, I mean, cleric stun. There's so few clerics that even have that on their bar, which is super sad because. Woke will tell you as playing a Rejuve Cleric that he is super effective, even as a support class, even as a healer. Um, it's about it's about education of class, I think, is what it comes down to. There's not not a ton. And and also Cleric Stun means nothing if you're not assist training, right? Because if you're a Rejuve Cleric and you're, if you're a Smite Cleric, you're like, if if you're facing a Smite Cleric, oops. But if you're not, if there's no assist train, Cleric Stun does absolutely nothing. Because, oh, you get stunned and you maybe take a little bit of damage and then you don't have any, you have stun immunity and then like life goes on. Doesn't really make that much of a difference. More clerics need to put stun on their bar. I need to put the baseline smite on their bar. Because if you're not healing, you should be always doing something. If you're not healing, you should be doing something else. Until next time, be safe, wear a mask. Thanks again for sticking around. Stay safe.